Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast, a place where you will feel encouraged by hearing God's stories from my friends that I share with you. Whether you're listening on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or needing a boost of encouragement after a full day, I want for you to feel seen by God, to be encouraged in your daily life, and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. This is your host, Wren Robbins, and the last time we were together, you heard from Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith about the seven types of rest. Such a great episode for you to catch. Today's guest is Jessica Hoddle. She is a wife, cat mom, body coach, author, and podcaster. Jessica uses her story to help women emotionally and physically while keeping God at the center. Jessica and I start talking about a funny thing that we were bonded by, so laugh with us, but hear the depth of her walk with Jesus in this episode. Here is my conversation with Jessica Hoddle. Well, welcome to the podcast, Jessica. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I am so excited. We found each other on Instagram and we have followed each other and I love what you're putting out into the world and I love that your focus is Jesus and that you're serving a lot of women out there. And so thanks for coming. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about today too. Yeah. I know you have a lot of background in being physically healthy and all the things. So I'm, I can't wait as well. Um, but first I have to tell you that we are like kindred spirits because on your website, you say that you are super competitive about board games Mm. and I'm with you, girl. I'm with you. I'm relentless. It's kind of bad sometimes. Like when we're going to play, we're going to play to win. Okay. That's right. I mean, I would like that in sports. I played sports, you know, in soccer and basketball. And when it comes to board games though, like I take it seriously. I'm like, this is board game time. Put your phones down. Like we're playing board games. (laughs) Okay. What is your favorite right now? My, well, I love Pictionary and, um, is it tab? Is it taboo? Yes. So we always, yeah. And then there's this new one that we call it. It's, I can't remember the name of it, but you have to draw the picture and then like somebody guesses what it is. And then it kind of goes down this line. Is it sketch it? I can't, I can't, Ooh, I don't know. Called. But it's I don't really know. cool. It's, it just makes us laugh so much. We play with our good friends and, um, but yeah, I love a good night of just okay. board games and oh, yeah. laughing. That's awesome because I remember when I used to teach kindergarten and we would have game day Friday and afternoons we would like play Uno or whatever. And you could hear me in the hallway being like, you're going down. I'm like, okay, Ren, <laughs> they're five. Calm down with the Uno smack talk. It was just yeah. funny. And yeah. <laughs> so Agreed. we are definitely kindred spirits on that. Um, okay. So now, okay, back to back to normal life. Can you introduce yourself to my listeners about you, your family, and what you do kind of day to day. Yeah. So I am at the time of this recording, I'm 32. I started my fitness business when I was 22, a very young age and just evolved over time. I've been married to my husband, John, for four years this June, June 3rd. And we have no kids, but we love animals. So we have three cats. Okay. (laughs) And we just, I mean, we love adventure. We love traveling. That's our goal is just to travel and, and really um, just get out there and, and spread the gospel in any way. But 
I day to day, it's just, I help women really get emotionally and physically healthy while keeping God at the center. And it's just this, you know, showing up on social media or writing another book or, you know, doing a podcast or what's the truth. It's this idea that we're always pointing back to, to Christ and that he is the healer, that he provides healing. He heals today and healing is for us. But if we don't keep God at the center, then it's really easy to lead to frustration, overwhelm and to our works that try Mm -hmm. to make things happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just get really fired up about it. Okay. That's great. That's so great. And it's perfect for what um, I asked you to come on the podcast and talk about because of the summer series on health and wellness. And so I invited you on to talk about physical health, but let's go back a little bit to your own health journey. Have you always had just this desire or passion to be physically healthy or is this part of your healing journey? I think so. When I started my fitness business at 22, it was very uh, superficial without much internal work. I also accepted the Lord that year. So I, I knew Christ at 22 as well. And so therefore I didn't have any background of any kind of scripture, religion, um, any of that. Okay. And so when I started, it was very, like I said, superficial focus on the body. I thought healthy was just eat this way and work out this way. If my body looked a certain way, then of course, you know, everybody must be healthy as if they have a certain body shape or form or whatever. Mm. And it just turned into this idea that how I looked would be equal to how I would be loved. And mm. I played with that for a really long time. And, uh, and a lot of that came from childhood trauma and things also that I experienced. And there's kind of layers to the health and physical health and emotional health and spiritual health. And I just realized that I was kind of walking around this world, like, uh, everybody owed me something. And so the only way for me to release that was to work out because I could control what I was doing. I could control my workouts. I could focus on upper body, lower body. I could lift heavier. And and that gave me this sense of I'm controlling something. So it kept me feeling grounded in what I was feeling or what I was like, just go to the gym and release the anger versus actually walking through forgiveness or experiencing the emotions I was feeling, it kind of became an outlet, which can be good, but it was almost the outlet that I served. It was the idol in my life. And then I met my husband and just realized that most of my life I lived in fight or flight. I was living to survive. And that means that I was always in a high heightened state of survival protection and just, you have to take care of yourself or nobody else will. And after getting married, it kind of in doing more research on trauma and things like that, realizing now my body kind of finally felt safe. I could relax. And I think that's when things started to crumble in a sense of, okay, you're not as intense. Now your body can start working and communicating with you. That led to my healing journey in a sense of physical, where I was passing out on an airplane and woke up on the bathroom floor, which is absolutely disgusting. (laughs) But going through these phases of everybody kept telling me it was my thyroid and my adrenals, because that's even then about three or four years ago, that was when like the big craze was of really kind of getting into the you have adrenal fatigue and now it's more popular. So we still hear it, but it was, I felt like it was still more new back then. Mm-hmm. And everybody kept diagnosing me with all these things. And I went to all these doctors, just experience after experience of 
this is what it is, but not fully feeling better. And I went through all of these stages of spiritual and physical, but the most important piece in this healing journey was that for a long time, I believed that God was giving me sickness to teach me a lesson. So I thought that this was a part of who he was so that I could learn about who he was and what he wanted to show me, which therefore kept me in my sickness longer because I was looking for the lesson in the sickness versus looking to the healer for healing. Mm. And I had to go through all of these, these kind of these doctors, like I said, and their story upon stories about just negative experiences I've had and now coming out of it and finding a kinesiologist and having answers. It was just this desire to never give up until I found an answer, until I found an answer and things that worked for me and turning out, it was my pancreas that needed, um, like, you know, care and which affected my thyroid and my adrenals. And I was being overstimulated trying to make a long story short. I just went through this two year battle of just heightened state of exhaustion, tired weight gain, things just changing. And it was hard emotionally, Mm. but it really, the narrative had to change of God does want me well. And as soon as I started to realize that God wanted me well, and he wasn't giving me sickness, I was able to approach the throne with boldness and go, I know that you want me well, your heart is for me. Therefore, now I can partner with what he already did for me and begin to walk that out. Mm. That is so good. And I, I love when you said just at the very beginning, how we um, can look at someone's outer appearance or their body shape and say, Oh, they're healthy. Mm. Well, that's, that's not necessarily true. You know, it's not the inside health that we, you know, the spiritual health, emotional health, and even the physical health. I mean, we can be a size, whatever is looks healthy and still be very, very, very unhealthy, especially, you know, physically. Tell me a little bit about, that correlation between spiritual health and now on the other side of this, those two years that were incredibly difficult, how do you uh, coach and how do you talk to women about the correlation between spiritual health and that physical health? Hmm. I am, I would say I'm well aware of the short-term gain that you can have with just focusing on the physical you could probably take, you know, some medication or some pills. Um, I'm just supplements, whatever, mm-hmm. working out, eating right for short-term gain. You can lose weight. You'll probably feel good for a short amount of time and you'll ride that wave of motivation and all that stuff. But what happens though, is that if we ignore that deep cry within, it's not going to last. It's not going to be sustainable. So I believe with everything inside of me that if you don't change the narrative in your head about your body, about your food, about your working out, about, you know, just any of those things, then you're still going to be chasing that deep inside, chasing the external things to solve the internal problem. Mm. All within me, I believe that the spiritual side will directly affect the physical side. When we make ourselves right with God, meaning our heart, we're pursuing his heart. We know his character. We know his nature. Everything else will flow out of that. But if I'm full of hatred, bitterness, forgive, unforgiveness out of the heart, right? The mouth will speak and therefore my actions will also follow. Hmm. And therefore when physical and um, spiritual meet, it's this idea that 
allowing ourselves to be the vessel, right? If I partner with my flesh and my body, I could get a short-term gain, but it's not going to be sustainable and it's not going to be long-term. But if I, if I allow my soul to partner with the spirit, then it goes right into the body. Mm. And I had to learn that <laughs> we keep telling people that sickness is from God, but God it does not give sickness to his people to teach them a lesson. And that was the hardest thing when I coach women is for them to understand that God is not punishing them for it because that is what really set me free as far as this mindset, because then I was always pursuing God wants you well, because when we think that we're just a sick person, guess what? We'll stay sick mm-hmm. because it's just the reality of our brains and neuroscience that whatever we think mm. we get mm. and it becomes our reality. We, we see that all throughout scripture, which is why I believe. And I say, see all throughout scripture about the words that we think, to be anxious for nothing, to cast your cares, to fear not. He's reminding us constantly that the thoughts that we think are going to produce an action from us. And he's always reminding us, here's what it looks like to partner with the spirit. And here's the fruit that you're going to get with it. So when I partner with God in my thoughts, the fruit of it will bleed into my physical, which will then bleed into how I eat, how I work out, how I move my body, Um, Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that is huge. And I was thinking about that Bible verse and I don't even know, I'm probably not going to quote it right, but where it talks about the marrow, like it goes down deep into our marrow. And that's what you're talking about, that it's not just the outward, the physical, the working out, the eating healthy, which those are all good things, but it's, it's what is inside Mm -hmm. and our, our thoughts are so important. What are some practical tips of really being healthy with a, uh, a very, um, I was going to say healthy way to be physically healthy. Uh, I was thinking of three things. One is focus on the narrative. Mm. A lot of the time we go, it's too much, too little. So when we start to do things that make us, uh, that can help us to feel good, you know, for our bodies, give us more energy. We start to think that we're not doing enough you know, we start to tell ourselves that this is, I'm too far gone. What's the point? And we just think that if we didn't kill ourselves in the gym or we're in our workout, that what's the point? It's not going to matter versus looking at the idea that every little piece that you do in, in how you move forward and how you move your body, it matters because it compounds. But the narrative that you choose will matter so much. And that's why I'm saying if you, if you can just get out and move your body, rejoice and praise God that you can do that, that you have the health that you can, whatever it is, even if you broke your leg or whatever, if your leg is broken, like you can still move your arms and you can still do those things. So I think just changing the narrative will help us so much in just a reboot or refresh or a reset of, Hey, like, what is it that I'm thinking about these things? And how can I change the narrative and the story that I say about these things? Because then it will help me move in that direction. The next thing I was thinking is return to joy. If you're have taken a break from working out or it's just been feeling so crazy for you is returning to joy is not going all in to kill yourself, to punish yourself for the food that you've eaten. And I think that we tend to do that. I have just, you know, killed my food and I've just done so bad. So I'm going to, when I start working out again, I'm just going to have to crush it and work out and all these things. And we start to shut on ourselves and we start to really 
um, shame ourselves. And that's when the guilt comes in, in everything that is not of Christ, right? So returning to joy means what is something that you can remember doing or that you love doing in a sense of moving your body. So maybe it is playing with the kids at the park. That's awesome. Or maybe it's really walking with a friend that you haven't got to do in a while. Really returning to the, to the joy of movement whatever that looks like. And that's a base for you to grow, to go, okay, I'm getting momentum. I'm finding momentum. This brings me joy. I'm, um, I, I don't always like to use the word self-care, but you're able to turn inward to be able to express outward. And I think that's important. And the third thing is a body scan and really just allowing yourself to just take a, like 10 minutes, five minutes to just say, what is it that you need? Meaning, what are you ignoring? Your body's a communicator. Mm. So your body's always telling you, hey, you got some pain here. Oh, you're carrying a lot of tension in your neck. Or maybe you're thirsty or it, it is that you're hungry. Just kind of taking that moment to take a body scan, take some breaths, and just go, what is it that you need right now? And that's not to be selfish, but it's to check in with the Holy Spirit of like, hey, have I been ignoring you? What's been going on? Am I just striving to make all of these things happen? And I think that's just really important to just allow yourself and allow your body and the Holy Spirit to communicate with you. What is it that maybe you need to pay attention to? That's great. Those are such good tips because, you know, (laughs) I think I emailed you and I was like, you know, because we've been snacking since we've been inside in the quarantine, we've been snacking like nobody's business, you know? And so that's why I was like, I just need a few little tips, but I think that's so good because, um, you talked about moving your body and literally the other day I thought of this, we were, (laughs) had my record player and I was playing fiddler on the roof. I don't know where I got that record, but anyway, we did it as a play in high school. And so I had such great memories coming back to me playing that. And I was dancing like Tevya all throughout the den. And I was like, okay, Ren, this is how you're going to move your body. You know, like I enjoyed it and it wasn't like hard or or bad or was like, oh, I'm exercising. No, I was dancing and I Mm. loved it. So it really... It was good to help me to be like, okay, Ren, you don't have to go work out. Like this could be your workout, you know, yeah. your body. So I love that you said that. That was great. Yeah, And just honoring that because you, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's easy for somebody to say, oh, well, that was nothing. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to honor those moments that we express ourselves in a way that doesn't look so uh, regimented. Like yes. this is a workout. It's in a gym and it's in a, you know, right. with weights. But there's so many ways to move our body that we express. I mean, that's just how the Holy Spirit works in us. And so that's a beautiful way for you just to also feel one with the Father. Mm, I love that. Okay, so you have some resources out there that you, books that you have written. I want to hear about those and why you wrote uh, all three of those. Yeah, so I have um, three books right now. My fourth one is in the works, hopefully coming out at the end of 2020. And it's the three are all about worth and identity. So the first one is know your worth. Second is a worthy wife. And the third is owning your worth. And the first one's really this idea of conquering your past for a powerful future. And it's the first realization of where you're placing your identity and your worth. And I I talk about different areas of our lives, you know, relationships and work and ministry and our bodies. And a worthy wife is really about how helping women have a gospel centered relationship and how to communicate effectively in a godly relationship. And therefore, what does it look like to date? 
even as married, what does it look like to communicate with your husband, to know what your husband makes, to what does he believe and asking the right questions and boundaries and all of those things. And then owning your worth is really this idea of, I know the truth, but how do I actually live and walk that out? Because I think we can know our worth, but experiencing it and walking out looks two diff- like two different things. Yeah, definitely. Those are great resources. And where can we find you online before we do our Eat, Read, Love segment? Yeah, I, I love hanging out on Instagram, of course, at Jessica Hoddle. Uh, you can also just find me on my podcast, What's the Truth? I address a lie every single week. And also my website, jessicahoddle.com. Great. That's great. Okay. Let's jump in to Eat, Read, Love. But I do want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing with us that it's not just about physical health, but it really goes down deep into that spiritual health. And I mm-hmm. love that. And I love, I think this is exactly and perfectly what we all need right now is to mm-hmm. correlate those two and see how they relate to each other. So thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. And I just want to add one thing real quick before we get into that is that something I keep encouraging women is when it comes to our identity and that spiritual health is if we're made in the father's image and in his likeness, how we view the father will directly impact our identity. Mm. That means that if we view him as a punisher and somebody that just is sending sickness on his children and wanting them to die of all these things, then how we react to his word will be dependent on that view of the father, which is why it's so important to know his character, his nature, so that our identity, how we view ourselves, we also begin to live out the truth. Does that make sense? Mm, Absolutely. It is. It really does. I love that. I love that. Okay. Let's jump in to eat, read, love. What are you eating, reading, and loving right now? So eating, I... My husband and I, I was like, you know, I've been really wanting chicken cordon bleu. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I just took uh, some recipe and I was like, what does this even look like? And now I just take like some almond flour and put all kinds of spices in it with egg. That's the outside. Okay. I take some ham and some cheese, provolone. We cut the chicken in half, we toss it and we put it in the oven. And that's probably our favorite thing right now is eating that. That like, sounds great. Oh, it's really, it's delicious. <laughs> not gonna brag. I'm not a cook, so like anything that's easy that I can put, like don't yeah. tell me it needs to have like three cups and two cups. Like, no, just kind of toss it and yeah, it. toss it. Well, however much you know. And cordon bleu. I mean, chicken cordon. That kind of sounds fancy. I'm just saying. Like it well, sounds it fancy. Does. It might not be, but it sounds fancy. <laughs> But it is so easy for me just to throw some things like I said in, and then it goes in the oven and. So reading, I am reading through the Hunger Games series, which is my, um, I've already read them, but it's been a long time and she has another book coming out. And then for like personal development, I love reading. I'm reading Andy Kobler's, uh, Try Softer. Yes. I've heard of that. you going on. Okay. And loving, Mm. I am loving the weather right now. I'm so Mm. excited. My husband and I are going to get new bikes and we went on a bike ride the other day and I just, I can't tell you like how it revives me Mm. to see the sun and just be in nature and hear the water. I'm just loving that right now. So being able to just get outside is like, yes, one of my favorite things. Great. I think it's, it's definitely helping us a lot of this while we've been staying at home and all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're starting phase one. Are y'all starting phase one to kind of go re-entry? I, I think we're, I mean, I thought we were in phase two, which was oh, okay. May okay. 15th, I think. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. So I think yeah, our state yeah. being Pennsylvania, it's uh-huh. a little bit more stricter. Okay. Like okay. as far as, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on the podcast, sharing your heart with us. I love the correlation that you gave us between physical health, spiritual health. It's, it's immeasurable. And I think that it's so needed right now for us to look at that and study that and know that God is for us. He is mm-hmm. for us. And so thank you for sharing that today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Hey, thanks y'all so much for joining me for this conversation today with Jessica. And I wanted to ask you a favor. Would you consider leaving the Friends of a Feather podcast a rating and review? The ratings and reviews are really, really important for other women to be encouraged in this show. And it also helps me to know that the content that I am producing and the conversations that I'm having with my guest resonates with you and that it is encouraging to you. So that would just be great. Thanks, y'all. Okay, I'll see you next time when I chat with Jennifer Allwood, who coaches thousands of women each month in their creative businesses. We will chat about business health, and that will be our last episode of this health and wellness series, y'all. I can't believe it. Okay, that's going to do it today. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friend.